0: What's up, family? It's your man Mo Morris, the One Man Army. And welcome to Hood Radio. What's up, family? It's your man Mo Morris, the One Man Army. And I want to welcome you to Hood Radio where we honor our own dreams, family. I want to welcome you to Hood Radio where we honor our own dreams, family. I want to welcome you to Hood Radio where we honor our own Dreams. What's up, family? What's up, family? What's up, family? You cheeked up this morning? Because I am, family. I'm glad to be here, family. I'm glad to be alive, family. What about you, family? Are you glad to be alive, family? Are you really, family? If you glad to be alive, family, how you gonna display that? How you gonna show that you glad to be alive today, family? Are you just gonna be regular? ARE YOU JUST GONNA DO THE NORMAL THING, family? ARE YOU JUST GONNA BE WHERE YOU supposed TO BE, family, AND YOU AIN'T GONNA MAKE NO IMPACT, family? Will people remember that they met you today, family? Huh? What difference you gonna make today, family? Huh? I ain't saying you got to go save a cat out of the tree or nothing like that, family. But are you going to get better today, family? That's the question, family. Are you going to work to be great today, family? Are you going to work to be average, family? Because whatever you focused on, whatever your goal is, family, that's where your day going. That's where your life going, family. Whatever you got set in your mind as far as your life goes, family, that's where your, that's where your life is headed, family. And that ain't a joke. That's just straight up and down, family. Brothers and sisters, we had to make up in our mind that we are going to become more. You understand what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? Brothers and sisters, you got to make up in your mind that you're going to become more each and every day, family. Family, you can't allow yourself to be average, family. You just can't allow yourself to be normal, family. Family, you got to go above and beyond to, to receive above and beyond, family. Family, you can't, get, you can't do good and receive great, family. It don't work like that. What you give is what you get, family. I'm talking about rules. I'm talking about natural rules, family. I'm talking about the laws of nature, family. What you put in is what you get out, family. And that do not that's not based on the money you got in your bank account. That's not based on the neighborhood you live in, family. That's not based on what type of school you go to, family. I don't care if they do tell you that your schools are underperforming, family. That don't mean you got to perform under the standard, family. They love to tell us that our neighborhoods ain't this and our schools ain't that and our education ain't this. You know what I'm saying? But when we walk across those stages, we, see we receive the same diploma everybody else received, family. And we coming from these neighborhoods and we coming from these schools and we coming from these broken homes. But when it's, when it's diploma day, when it's graduation day, we receiving the same diploma that everybody else receiving, family. But we're not coming from the same place everybody coming from, family. Brothers and sisters, it's time that you embrace the chase, family. It's time that you embrace the chase, family. It's time that you wake up every day willing to build your life, family. And I said willing to build it. Sometimes we got an attitude about doing work in our own lives. Some people act like they had a job when it comes to building their life. No, family, you you, you, you were born to do what you're trying to do in your life, family. Your life ain't no job, family. Your life is your mission. Your life is your responsibility, family. What we running around here acting like we need to be burped because we got to sit up here and build a life, family. How you going to be mad at your goals? when we walking around talking about how tired we are and this that and the third and it's just so much pressure on us but well, what would you rather be family would you rather be sleeping outside on a piece of cardboard family family i just got back from out of town family and i've never in my life seen a homeless problem as bad as i saw it in this city i was in family and when i say bad family i ain't acting like i ain't never seen no homeless people don't get it twisted family but i'm just talking about the 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 the, the individuals who were living out on the street, family. And family, I'm talking about they was laying down cardboard. They had chairs. It's like they had, this is my life. My life is I'm a homeless person, family. Family, we don't got to be homeless. They've accepted that they're homeless. They've accepted it, family. And I'm not out here attacking homelessness. Don't get it twisted. But there's a mindset with that. There's an acceptance with that. There's an acceptance that I'm going to sleep outside. I'm going to find me some cardboard. I'm going to make me a pallet and I'm going to sleep outside. Family, I promise you, I was standing on my balcony, family. I was on the 11th floor, family. I looked down. There was an individual sleep on the ground, family. Blew me out of the water. I saw this individual wake up on the ground, family. Get up and start walking down the street and start their day. Man, that impacted me, family. Where are you at in your mind if you can lay down on the street and go to sleep, homie? Anywhere. Anywhere, family. There's no limit to their homelessness. They willing to live their homelessness with boldness, family. If you are willing to lay down where you standing on the street and go to sleep, homie, sleep. In public, on the ground, in the daytime, while human beings are walking down the street, you post up in the doorway of a post office and go to sleep. Brothers and sisters, if, if, if we can gain the boldness of a homeless person, man, this world would change. If, if we could care less of how people see us like a homeless person, We would achieve every goal we wanted in our life, family. If we accept that our life is going to be what we build, like a homeless person accepts the fact that they're going to sleep out on the street, we would achieve every goal in our life. Because that's boldness, family. That's boldness. That's boldness. That's a lack of fear, family. If you're willing to fall asleep on the street, you lack fear. Brothers and sisters, if we could lack the fear of a homeless person, because I saw it up close and personal, family, and we can lack fear like a homeless person, family, you will achieve every goal in your life because you will live with a boldness. You would not care what people think. And you would go get every goal that you got in your life, family. And that's just the truth. When we talking about truth, man, I want to talk to you about a person in my life who is true, a person in my life who taught me honesty, a person in my life who held me accountable, a person in my life who loved me, man, and pulled me through. You understand me? I'm talking about when I didn't care, when I had the boldness of a homeless person, when I was when I had the boldness of the homeless person. But I was angry with my with my boldness, family, when I was angry, when I was full of rage, when I had been mistreated, family. This woman pulled me through this woman pulled me across a finish line in my life. When my behavior was counterproductive to a positive future, this woman stood in the gap. For me, this woman prayed for me. This woman loved me. You understand what I'm saying? This woman saved my life, family. And the woman I'm talking about is my grandmother, Mary Jane Morris. Mary Jane Morris, man, is my life. You understand me? Mary Jane Morris is my grandmother, man. And I love this woman, and I am honored to be able to say her name. I am honored to have her blood flowing through me. I'll tell you, one time I had an epiphany <laughs> chilling with my grandmother, man. I'm talking about, I mean, it was it, it was an eye-opening experience. One day, man, uh, my grandmother and I were uh, chilling in the dining room, man. We were just chilling. No, I'm sorry. We were in the living room. We were watching TV, and my grandmother was sitting in her chair, man, and She was falling asleep, and I was sitting on the floor. I was sitting at her feet, just chilling, man, just just chilling with my grandmother. My grandmother and I would watch baseball together. Oh, man, my grandmother was a passionate baseball fan. And see, my grandmother was a passionate baseball fan because she was born and raised in Missouri. See, my grandmother's from St. Louis. You know, my grandmother is a a a show-me-state individual. She's a Missourian. You understand me? So my grandma loved baseball. You know, my uh, my great grandfather, her father, he loved baseball. So my grandma grew up listening to baseball, so we would watch baseball all the time. family. I'm talking about the Cubs game was on family. I don't care if Jesus was preaching on a Sunday morning. If the Cubs game was on, that's what was on on the TV. That's how passionate my grandmother was. My grandmother was passionate about about Jesus And my grandmother was passionate about baseball. My grandmother was passionate about her family and my grandmother was passionate about her people. You understand me? My grandmother was a G, homie. My grandmother was a leader family on election day (laughs) on election day. My grandmother would go vote. Yes, she would. But you know what else my grandmother would do? My grandmother would go up and down two blocks We lived on 88th and Laughlin, my grandmother would go from 87th and Laughlin family, both sides of the street. She would go from 87th and Laughlin down to 88th and Laughlin back up the other side of 88th and Laughlin and back up the other side of 87th and Laughlin family every election day ringing on people doorbells asking them how they went to go vote my grandmother on election day my grandmother would turn into a super jehovah witness <laughs> My grandmother would be at people's doors and here it is, the little boy. I'm like, man, grandma, what's up? And you know why my grandmother would do that? My grandmother would do that. She said, David, it is our God-given right to vote. She was like, I vote and I make sure everybody around me vote because people died for us to vote. That's why I understood civil rights at. My grandmother taught me civil rights, family. My grandmother taught me to struggle, family. My grandmother was a teacher. And her profession was a school teacher. My grandmother was a school teacher family. You understand me? She taught school for a while, you know, um, came to Chicago and got a job at the main post office family. Back in the day, working at the main post office was a blessing family for the brothers and sisters coming up from the South. You understand me? My grandmother was part of the great migration. You understand me? My grandmother married my grandfather, Wilbert Morris, and my granddaddy was a card, man. I loved my grandfather. My grandfather loved me, man. They had three children. They had my father, Wilbert Byron Morris, who was named after his father. They had my uncle, Michael, and they had my auntie, Jackie. You understand me? Um, My grandmother was a warrior, man. My grandmother was funny, my grandmother was diligent, and my grandmother was a leader everywhere she went, man. My grandmother went to Englewood Mennonite Church, family. <laughs> you understand me? And this was a special place. Let me tell you, family, um, what I can remember, man, every Sunday morning, man, I would go to church with my grandma. It was full Sundays in every month. Two of those Sundays I was going to church with my grandmother, two of those Sundays I was going to church with my mother. Man, when I went to Inglewood Mennonite Church, boy, let me tell you, I will never forget the Reverend Snipes. And I promise you, Reverend Snipes was the slowest speaking pastor in the history of public speaking family. <laughs> Reverend Snipes would say a word and it'd be like two minutes in between before he said the next word. And I'm serious because I sat there and I counted some mornings, man. I'm talking about it was beyond boring in the Inglewood Mennonite Church. My grandmother was a choir member family. It was her, Ms. Wright, Ms. Blackwell, and two, three other sisters that were the Inglewood Mennonite Church family. And it was extra crispy to bear witness to that. You understand me? But then I would get to go see the, um, the board meeting. And my grandmother was on the board. And my grandmother was the president of the board. <laughs> Do you understand me? My grandmother was a leader. My grandmother loved God. My grandmother loved her family. And my grandmother loved her people. And my grandmother loved baseball. My grandmother took me to my first baseball game, family. Mary Morris did. She took me to Comiskey Park before we got U.S. Cellular on the south side of Chicago. It was called Comiskey Park. Matter of fact, um, U.S. Cellular wasn't even here. Comiskey Park was here. They tore Comiskey down and built U.S. Cellular. My grandmother, we went to the baseball game. The Chicago White Sox were playing the Baltimore Orioles. I'll never forget it as long as I live, family. We sat out in right field. My grandmother took me to my first baseball game. You understand me? You understand me? My grandmother loved me during a tough time, family. My grandmother loved me during a tough time, family. You know, my grandmother loved me through a very tough time, family. You know, my grandmother loved me through the darkest hour of my life. My grandmother loved me through the darkest hour in my life. You know, when I was in high school, man, I had went through a lot. My mother, God bless her family, but my mother was an alcoholic family. And my mother would drink every day. And my mother would either crack jokes or crack me upside my head, family. And I had to go stay with my grandmother. I had to stay with my grandmother from my sophomore, between my sophomore and junior year that summer. I moved in with my grandmother. And my grandmother walked with me through my junior and my senior year, two of my most cru- crucial years of my life, family, family. I was playing ball. I was in high school. I could have blew it off, family. But my grandmother stood in a gap for me. And my grandmother pulled me through that terrible time in my life, man. You know. Yeah, I could tell you stories about Christmas and. Things like that. You know, my grandmother loved me, man. Always set me out. Don't get it twisted. But, man, my grandmother saved my life. Because in a time, you know, because I was basically thrown away by my mother, man. In a time where I could have turned to the street and gang banged and just been out there in it, man. My grandmother opened up her home to me, man. My grandmother persevered for me, man. My grandmother saved my life. I mean, I would not be here without Mary Morris, family. And when I say I would not be here, family, I would not be talking to you right now. I don't even know if I would be alive, family. Because, family, I grew up in the south side of Chicago, family, when the gangbanger was for real, family. Wasn't no after-school programs, family. Wasn't that one too many 501c3s around here and all this, that, and the third. Wasn't no liberal white folks in the neighborhood, family. It was just hood. Homie, I was getting off the bus. The homies that I grew up with, homie, that stayed on 87th and Laughlin' family, the homies I grew up with, man, man, I'm talking about them homies, man. I would get off the bus from football practice. They would be out on the block, family. I'm talking about these kids' cats was a year younger than me, family, and had cars. I'm talking about multiple cars. I'm talking about Chevy sitting on dubs. You understand what I'm saying? These cats, 16 years old. 16 years old, I was raised with them. They, they, they my family. I can't turn my nose up to them, family. And I could, not, I could tell you why I didn't end up with them. The reason I didn't run the streets with my homies that I grew up with. The reason I didn't sell drugs. The reason why I wasn't in the street gangbanging. Because of my love for my grandmother family. The love for my grandmother kept me out of jail. The love for my grandmama kept me out in the street, man. Because I was not going to have that woman have to come to no police station, G. My grandmother wasn't going to walk into a police station and bail me out, dog. I just wasn't going to do that to her. That's why I didn't go to jail, family. That's why I ain't sell drugs, family. That's why I wasn't in the demon in the street gang banging family. I wasn't perfect by no stretch of the imagination. But my grandmother didn't have to come to no police station to pick me up. Ever. 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 You understand me? (laughs) Man, I remember my junior year, man, my grandmother would have to scrape together my bus fare, family. I'm talking about in a time in my life, family, where my mother threw me away. Praise God for my mama. I love Big June. Don't get it twisted, you know. But this ain't no popularity contest, family. I ain't trying to impress you, family. I'm giving you my real life, family. My mother threw me away, family. My mother threw me away, family. And my grandmother caught me. My mother threw me away. And my grandmother caught me, family. My grandmother stopped me from hitting rock bottom, family. My grandmother was my safety net, family. I can't give it to you no other way. I can't I can't sit up here and talk to you about how good a cornbread was and all that family, because that's not who that woman was to me, man. That woman was my net. That woman caught me when my mother threw me family. This woman caught me when my mother threw me family. My grandmother was a passionate leader. My grandmother wasn't a big talker, but she was a talker though now. But the day that, the day that really opened my eyes about my mother, before all these, I mean, as about my grandmother, was before all these things happened, man, before um all the pain and, and things like that, I was telling you, my grandmother was sitting in her chair, man, and I looked at her legs. <laughs> right? I looked at my grandmother's legs. I was looking at her calves and I realized, I'm like, man, me and my grandmother got the same legs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, our calves, I was looking at her legs. I'm like, man, we have the same legs. My legs, are, I have my grandmother's legs. You understand me? That's that. My grandmother opened me up to science that day. That, that day, opened, I got fascinated with um, genetics and how we pass things down. Like, I have a daughter. Who looks just like me. It's incredible. Our genetics, our genes, you know what I'm saying? And the genetics that I I developed for my grandmother. Yeah, I have her legs, but also I got from my grandmother. I got my grandmother's spirit of perseverance. My grandmother persevered. My grandmother faced a lot of pain in her life. You know, when you sit and sit back and you look at your family history, family, you really got to take the time to study your family. You know, you understand what I'm saying? You got to really take the time to study your family and understand how things went down. Like in my family, the thing that we got to work on, we got to make sure that we stop having babies too young in my my bloodline. That's what we have to address, right? My grandmother, my grandma, Big Liz, was a teenage mother. I had children as a teenager. My daughter, my grandson, I love my grandson. My daughter had a, my daughter was in college, but my daughter had a, was a young mother. You know what I'm saying? We have to address that in my family. That's something that has to be addressed. But on the other side, I got to look at my grandmother's leadership, and her ability to persevere, My grandmother could persevere. My grandmother could stick to the script. My grandmother could endure. My grandmother endured, man. And my grandmother wasn't drinking. I never seen my my grandmother drink any liquor. I never seen my grandmother smoke squares. My grandmother was a devoted Christian. And I saw my grandmother endure. I saw my grandmother overcome. I saw my grandmother stay the course and stay the course with a good, faithful spirit. I learned endurance from my grandmother. I learned perseverance from my grandmother. Right. One thing I also learned from my grandmother, I learned to smile on my pitches by watching my grandmother not smile on pitches. My grandmother, Mary Morris, never smiled on a pitch. I saw my grandmother smile about five times on all the pictures that she had. And a few of them, she was smiling with me as a little boy on pictures. My grandmother loved me, man. You understand me? But for the most part, my grandmother did not smile on (laughs) pictures. She did not. And I I was like, man, grandma, you always looking mean on pictures. You know, and I think it was probably, and she didn't have no bogus teeth or nothing like that either. You understand why she just wasn't a smiler. You know, but she was a loving woman. You know, my grandmother was fighting for me even before I was born. Her son, my father, Wilbert Byron Morris, my father, man, my father was a bull. You understand me. My father was a black man growing up in society. My father was in the heart of the revolution, family. You understand me. My father was 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 on the cusp of running with the L. Rookins. You understand what I'm saying? Some of y'all don't even know what the L. Rookins is, family. The L. Rookins was an organ organization that was organizing the brothers and the sisters back in the day, homie. You understand me? The L. Rookins. You feel me? So he was with my cousin's father. My cousin's name is Yinka, and we're going to get into that in a minute. Um, His daddy's name was Samson. Samson and my daddy, cousins, homie, bulls in the street, homie. I mean, they was black men fighting that white man all the way through. So my daddy was a Marine family, so when he came back, you know, he was real fired up. He was real angry. My daddy was angry, man. So he was a revolutionary. So him and Samson, you know, they had these babies coming and they, you know, we were both boys and they were going to name us, you know, them revolutionary names. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, they was going to name us, you know, war cry. You understand what I'm saying? Like my cousin Yinka name. now I'm saying Yinka to you, but this is his name. His name is Tafira Yinka Mbaje Du. (laughs) That's my cousin's name. We just called him Yinka. His name is Tafira Yinka Mbaje Du. Now, his daddy was born and raised in Chicago. His mama was born and raised in Chicago. So what? Nobody, know, African. My, 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 my cousin, Samson, was just off the chain with the revolution and he was going to slay the white man with his son's name. So he named his son Tafira Yinka Mbaje Du. My daddy was about to come with some wallflower or something. I mean, my daddy was going to come with it, too. And my grandma was like, yeah, but no, dog. (laughs) You're not naming my first grandchild. None of this foolishness. You know, she told my dad that this boy is going to have an opportunity to live in this world and people are going to respect his name. His name is important. You're not about to give him a name that's going to make him an outcast right off the top. You're going to give him a name that is going to be respected. You're going to give him a name that he has a right to build in this country. But you're not about to name my grandson nothing like that, homie. Tafira Yinka do. No, we just going to settle on down with this (laughs) W.M. You know what I'm saying? My grandmother was like, no, man, we're going to name this boy. He was like, you don't want to name him after you? Because my daddy was like, I don't want him to have my name. I want him to have his own name. OK, well, we're going to keep the same initials. Then my granddaddy name is Wilbert. Lewis Morris, my daddy name is Wilbert Byron Morris. So they named me my mama liked David. She named me David because when she was pregnant, while she was pregnant, she taught Sunday school. So she taught the story of David versus Goliath. Her class loved the story, so she named me David in tribute to her class and to the biblical story, David versus Goliath. My first William, last name Morris, I got that because they wanted to keep the initials WM. So that's how they came with William because they were named Wilbert. They gave me William David Morris. William David Morris, the name was created because my grandmother was fighting for me before I was even born. Ever since I've been conceived, my grandmother was fighting for me. My grandmother was my safety net. My grandmother caught me when the world threw me. She caught me, she was my protection from the world family when i was dealing with anger and my grandmother she kept me on the path family she prayed me through family my grandmother's prayers saved my life man i was growing up on the inner city of chicago family for some reason i didn't run them streets yeah coach chambers had us practicing from sun up to sundown at CBS High School, family. In the summertime, I didn't see Chicago Summers, family. I didn't. I did not see Chicago Summers. What I saw was the gridiron. I saw blue and gold. I saw my coaches and I saw my teammates. When I tell you, Coach Chambers had us working doubles all summer long, every day. We worked all summer long every day. When we went home, we was too tired to run the streets. And when the weekends came, we were too tired to run the streets. For some strange reason, I wasn't in the streets. That wasn't because my grandmother was this big disciplinarian family. No, no. My grandmother was a prayer. My grandma would pray family. That's what saved my life. That's what kept me out the street. That's what stopped me from getting killed in inner city, Chicago. That's what stopped me. I never went to jail. I didn't go to jail because of my love for my grandmother family. Because that woman put it all the line for me. And I was, I'd be damned if that woman had to show up at the doggone police station over me. I wasn't doing that to her family because that woman put it all to, on the line for me. And to my grandmother, I say, thank you, honey. To my grandmother, I say, thank you for being a safety net for me, family. Thank you for saving my life, family. Thank you for stepping up for me, family. Thank you for not giving up on me, family. And grandma, I promise you this, family. You will live forever. Because the love you gave me will be the love that I share with your grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren. The love you gave me is the love that I'm going to use to continue to build our family. The way you fought for me and was a safety net for me, it will be a safety net under I will be a safety net under our entire family. In the leadership you provided for me, I will provide in our family and I will also provide it in this community. The work that I do in the community, the the, the passion I have for the people is partly because of how you were as a person who loved her people. And for that, grandmama, I thank you. Grandma, I thank you for teaching me about civil rights and about the struggle and how we had to overcome and how we did overcome. I thank you for teaching me the story about civil rights from the victory side of things. About how we won in the end. You taught me about how we didn't have certain things and we fought for everything that we received and that we got. Didn't nobody give us nothing. We fought and died for that. And I thank you for teaching me victory. I thank you for teaching me about loving God and taking me to church every Sunday and not letting me just sit at home and watch TV. But you taught me to persevere and to love my creator. I thank you for that, Grandma. And I love you. With all my heart. And to you. I promise you this. I will not embarrass you, family. I will not go to jail. I will not act a fool out here in these streets. And I'm going to represent this name. I'm going to represent the name that you gave me. I'm going to represent the name that you fought for me to have, family. And the world will know me because you loved me. Peace. I'm your man, Mo Morris, the one-man army. And thank you for listening to... Hood Radio. I'm your man Mo Morris, the one man army. And thank you for listening to Hood Radio. Peace. What up, Chicago?